I think today was the uh, was the most intense I've ever heard our audience. Would you agree with that? As far as far as on 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 a myriad of subjects, yeah. I've heard them. I've heard them intense on you know this or that, but there were like six or seven topics. We are all at the end of our ropes. It feels yeah. like at the same time, and, yeah. and I think the audience reflected that today. And it's nice that it wasn't at the end of their rope on uh, you know on we can't do anything. They were in their rope saying this is happening in my community. I'm trying to stop it. I need other people to help stop it. They're aware of things. It's There were no questions on, uh, at least I didn't think. I don't understand X, Y, and Z. The calls that came in today were people that understood the problem, may not know how to fix it, but they understood the problem. They're watching these things. Yeah, it says something about the state of affairs right now. It does. And uh, it's 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 good in some ways that yeah. people are up on this stuff, but man, it's, it's a scary time. So if you are a hawk, today is a podcast you might want to skip. Uh, Cause well, I, I don't think so. I, I think I think it's good to be pushed. You know, I, I was reading an op-ed this weekend from a very big hawk, more hawkish than I am, certainly. And I mean, I like to read other perspectives. I think we saw some of this from the callers today. They're, like the Ukraine thing in particular is difficult for people not to see what they oppose, but to see what they're for. And we tried to explore that today. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So we talk a lot about what's happening in Ukraine and the money we're sending over there and Joe Biden just popping up in the Ukraine uh, today, which was, oh, so but such a blessing. Maybe he can make it to uh, Ohio at some point. By the way, subscribe to the podcast. This one and Stu Does America, both available every day, as well as heading over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck, youtube.com slash Stu Does America. Subscribe, rate and review. Here's today's podcast. president is uh is over now um and uh, he's in ukraine and um wow uh we are going to be there indefinitely it seems here is uh president biden about the money going to ukraine cut 11 please and to deliver much needed humanitarian assistance as well as food water medicine shelter and other aid to ukrainians displaced by russia's war and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries from Ukraine. It's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something something in their pocket. Wait, wait, what? It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. Okay, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. wait. So we're sending, um, what, money for food shortages all around the world, all around the world, we're also paying Ukraine's pensions. Social Security is on the ropes here, and we're now paying the Ukrainian pension fund. Did you approve this? Because I didn't. Have we even discussed this? This is the first time I've heard it. That's my money and your money, our country, our children's lives at stake here. And nobody seems to be talking about it at all. Doesn't matter when you when you listen to what they said over the weekend. This is the um, uh, foreign minister from Ukraine. What is victory? Cut one. 
but for us, there is a, a short notion of victory, and that's full restoration of Ukraine's territorial integrity. Okay, not going to happen because of Crimea. And there is a long victory, which includes compensations for the damage inflicted, accountability for perpetrators of crimes, um, and most importantly, Russia must change. Okay, may I just say, hmm. we are repeating to the letter World War I. The elites, the Fabian socialists, got together with all of the big socialists in the, uh, in the West, and they all got together and said, you know, if we kind of push this along, it'll be a quick war, and we'll be able to collapse all of the old regimes, and, uh, and, and, we'll, be, and we'll be great, and we'll have this new utopian world. So what happened? Well, it wasn't quick. It killed millions, changed the history of, of Europe. It did collapse some of the old empires, if that's what you were excited about, but at what cost? And then at the end, what did they do? The same people who started the war got together and said, now we're going to punish Germany and we're going to make them pay. And we want all the land that they claim is theirs. And we're going to take it. And they're going to pay us. And what did that do? Set up World War II. We're doing the same thing. Exactly the same thing. And the people were not for the war. In fact, they elected a president who said, if you elect me for a second term, I will not send your boys into war. And what did he do? He waited a full three, six months. What was it, Stu? Do you remember? Before Woodrow Wilson sent all our boys to war. We have got to wake up. By the way, Lindsey Graham, he's now saying that we have to send fighters. We got to send the jets. We have to send the jets. Really? Because Putin has just said, that's our final straw. If you put Western jets in Ukraine, that is the final straw. Because you don't need jets to defend Ukraine. You need jets to fly into Russia and Correct. hit targets in Russia, which Correct. I can understand why they'd want to do that to win a war. But I can also understand how, I don't know, if you're Russia, you're going to see that as a, a big problem. And this is one of the biggest issues with this, Glenn, and how I don't see how this escalation stops, is that both sides have arguments that you could see from their perspective they're not going to want to give up on. You mentioned Crimea is not going to happen. But like if you were Ukraine, if you're a Ukrainian citizen, you're like, well, wait a minute. They just took that. What do you mean it's not going to happen? Yeah. It is going to happen. We're going to go yeah. in there and get it. And there's going to be this constant push to be able to hold those lines. Then they can have their constant push. I'm not involved in their I constant know. push. But that's not what, I mean, unfortunately, you're not, pre well, actually, fortunately, you're not president. But so, unfortunately, <laughs> someone better than the current president is, is not president. <laughs> Because he's currently doing that with no seemingly, no limiting principle whatsoever. He keeps putting down these lines of like, well, we're not going to send jets. We're not going to send tanks. And we're not we going to send missiles. All these things have happened with the exception of planes. And now we have Republicans saying we should be sending the planes. So what, at what point does Biden fold on that? Well, um, I don't know, because uh, during this um, during this global security conference in Munich, um, 
the uh, Chinese are talking now about giving weapons and ammunition to Russia. And the United States came out over the weekend and said, they better not do that. Excuse me? You better not do that. That is a line for us. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not only are we sending over tanks, missiles, bullets, guns, we're now paying for their social security. We're, I mean, we are the Ukrainian government. We're over there. And can you imagine if Brezhnev would have shown up uh, in Hanoi? He would have just shown up in Hanoi in Vietnam. We all knew that Russia was involved. We all knew they were giving. But if he would have said, you know what? We're with you till the very end. And the very end, we look at this as regime change in Washington. Do you not think we would have gone to war? Do you not think we would have been justified to include Russia in that? Of course we would. We have our president in Ukraine today saying we are with you in this fight and this fight is unlimited and it will only end with regime change. What the hell do you think that means to Russia? And now after we're sending all this, we actually think we have the right to tell China don't send any military uh, aid to Russia. Who the hell do we think we are? We're on the wrong side. We, th- this is the beginning of real darkness. We are on the wrong side. And I'm not saying China and Russia are the right side. We should not be involved in this. This, is th- this, is, this should terrify people. We're sending the fighter jets. You know it's coming. And that's the the final straw for Putin. We're telling China that, you know, we're going to hold you to a different standard. Uh, Meanwhile, Putin's cronies are threatening to nuke England. They said London will turn to dust um, and they will burn in hell and be destroyed in flames. If we send any more weaponry, if they do. So what does the UK do? They issue a national warning message of world war. This is the first time they have done this since early in the Cold War. But Russians, who are kind of on our side, said uh, they are serious about pointing missiles towards Great Britain. And so the UK, quote, has to be prepared for a nuclear war. No, they don't. No, they don't. We can stop this madness right now. They, I am not for Russia or Putin, but I am for this insanity to stop. I don't know other than what I have told you long ago would happen. These progressives do the same thing. 
They take it up to a certain point, and right at the moment of collapse, soon as there's no trust, what do they do? They have to have a war to be able to justify all of the massive changes that they're going to make to society. Because by the other side of the war, you won't really even care if you get your freedoms back. You just want the bloodshed to stop. That's their theories. And, and these people are going to do it. These people are crazy enough to do it. I mean, we don't even know who blew up the pipeline. Who, who, blew, who, who blew it up? If it wasn't us, who was it? I mean, the Western uh, um, uh, detectives went in. What was it? Sweden, Norway. They went in. They said it wasn't Russia. Germans said it wasn't Russia. So who was it? China? India? Iran? There are only about five countries that can do it. And on the list of five, only two of them are Axis. Only Russia and China. Explain that. So was it England that did it? And we didn't know anything about it? Who did it? Who did it? And why would you do it? This, these questions have got to be answered right now. We are marching toward war. And I've never lived in a period of time ever where I have seen my country so detached from the people in the country. And they are just leading us into places none of us want to go. Did you want an oil crisis? Or did you want to remain, you know, the biggest producer of oil and have our gas prices low? Were you, were you for that? Were you for that? Are you for this gas stove thing? No matter what they say, that is true. They're going after natural gas. So do you want to get rid of natural gas as well as oil? Because I don't. Do you want all of these, all of these uh, men wearing skirts? That was the latest story. A guy wearing a skirt. He's a teacher in kindergarten. Did you ask for this? Because I didn't. I don't know Democrats that ask for this. Where are the Democrats that are against war? Did you ask for a war with Russia? Because I didn't. They're ignoring us and taking us down a path that they are designing. And we have got to stand up. You've got to call every congressman and every senator you know and say, the hell I will. I am not sending my child to war. And I want you to stop sending my money to Ukraine. Oh, well, then we'll just empower Putin. You know what? Putin's really smart. Really smart. He may be crazy. He's definitely a killer, cold-blooded killer. But he's lasted this long. He seems to have, you know, less syphilis than the last mad dictator that tried to take over the world. I don't want to give him any help. But I also don't think World War III will end well. 
This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad you're here. <coughs> Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, and, uh, and Pat, we're just talking about how grateful we are that Biden is in charge and mm-hmm. the people in our Pentagon, the people who brought us, uh, you know, Afghanistan. Um, and did such a good job there. Oh, yeah, they did. Such a great job. And they with did. The, and let's the, never forget. Uh, and, uh, and so now they're, they're maneuvering us into a new war mm-hmm. with Russia. And mm. it feels as though we're going for China, too. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little disappointed that we've only given uh, $200 billion to uh, Ukraine so far. Uh, I, I think it should be at least double that, maybe triple. Do you? You yeah. don't think we should hit the trillion dollar mark? Eh, okay, yes. What, do you, are you yes, supporting Vladimir Putin? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, yeah. I am not a Russian agent. Yeah. And so I'm going to say we should have, maybe it should be around two trillion. Anything less well, than three trillion be. is basically Russian propaganda. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I think we can get there now that we're paying, you know, uh, for their social security. Yeah, we can't even pay for our own Social Security, which yeah. is going insolvent in mm-hmm. nine years. Yeah. And now we're paying for Ukraine. Yeah. That's a really so good idea. I like yeah, that. I do like that. I do like that. Um, there's a uh, story from the Australian broadcasting company. Uh, what would war with China look like for Australia? And I think it's a four or five part series. And it's, uh, it's talking to all their military experts uh, who say, uh, and I quote, I don't think there, if I'm going to say, quote, I don't think there is any credible chance that America, with or without Australia's support, could win a war with China. Oh, good. Okay, mm. good, 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 mm. good. So we so mm. we have that going for us. And they just outline, you know, what is it going to mean to Australia? And uh, they also say this is why all of our ambassadors are everywhere, uh, especially in China, trying to defuse any possible war with the United States and China. So mm. it's good. It's good. Yeah, things good. are going really well. Really well. Yeah, I was really yeah. excited to see the president in Ukraine today. I think that was great. Do you think that was <laughs> really? just mm-hmm. a whistle stop mm-hmm. on his way to Palestine because he thought that's where the train <laughs> crash was? <laughs> and that's why he hasn't paid attention to it. Right. Yeah. 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 He didn't go to Ohio. <laughs> Instead, he went to Ukraine. Oh, if it was actually in Palestine, he'd be all over it. That's oh, yeah. Probably he, he, true. Oh, he would we, be, would be. we would be paying their pensions right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how we are going to be paying the pensions for the Ukrainians. And we don't seem to have anybody in the government. Oh, by the way, they changed their mind on Friday on, uh, on helping uh, Femus being sent oh, yeah. to yeah they changed that. Yeah. Wonder what that what wonder why that changed. Wonder why that changed. They announced it and everybody was like, uh, "Excuse me," and uh, so they they changed their mind. Oh, you know what? We just found this little clause in here. It says we can go over and help. So that's big of them. Nobody knew about that before. I'm sure I didn't know about that. No. Did you know? About no. it was in no, the no. on the back of the of the doctor no. uh, doctrine. When yeah. have they ever helped a, like a local municipality before? It's never happened. Yeah, I don't think. I'm I'm just I'm continually fascinated about how this is the one time in American history where the media is siding with the company. I know what is going. I know on with that. I mean, no environmentalists yelling and screaming about this disaster. They don't. They don't care at all. They're like, can you believe these right wingers think this is Chernobyl 2.0? <laughs> all the testing from the company said it wasn't. 
<laughs> well, wait a minute. You never believe the company. You, you <laughs> wait, what is happening with this? Oh, it's man. fascinating how this stuff happens. And why? Is it because Ohio's a red state? Is that is that what it is? Is yes. it the, or it has something to do with the the railroad? I mean, one of the this is speculation is one of the reasons why FEMA uh, said they wouldn't come in. Again, speculation is because the um, governor wouldn't declare something that where there was a uh, where it would it could be argued to protect the railroad from any kind of uh, lawsuits. So if he hmm. if he called them in and it was uh, declared a national or yeah national emergency, the railroad might be able to skirt its responsibility. So when he called them in, but not under a national emergency, that may have been the reason why FEMA said we can't go because hmm. you need. I don't remember what it is. Dewine would not give them. Uh, the one piece they needed to be able to declare so it would wipe, possibly wipe the slate from the train company clean. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Although, you know, I, I think about every oil spill that happens, right? Like they they are happy to bring in all this assistance. And it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, the big oil company gets a pass. Right? Like, I, I'm not <laughs> sure if it's if it's named a national emergency, though. Yeah. So, I mean, thing- when when the oil spill happened... Remember under Obama, was that declared a national emergency? Off the top of my head, I don't don't remember. Yeah. The other thing is that um, uh, this was this railroad was owned by Warren Fat Piece of Crap Buffett. Maybe that has a little something to do with it. That's right. Is that really his official name? Is that his middle name? Yeah, I didn't know. Fat Piece of Crap. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Is that is that part of? I mean, the I didn't name him. You know, it's his parents' fault. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't of understand course. why you a would strange choice. I'll strap say. your child with that, but they did. So, what am I going to do about it? Here's Nothing. the here's the uh, here's the paragraph I, I was talking about. It is unknown what changed in the time since these remarks, but the governor did confirm he would preemptively file a document with FEMA to preserve our rights in case we need their assistance in the future. DeWine has not declared the crash aftermath to be a federal disaster, perhaps because of concerns that doing that could shield the Norfolk Southern Railway from liability. Let's say, for example, the railroad stops paying for whatever reason, DeWine said, we're still going to go after the railroad. But we want to make sure that there will be support for the people if that support does, in fact, stop from the railroad. Yeah, I mean, you know, the wrangling here shows how complicated and idiotic our system is, right? Like that this stuff has to be part of it. But like these people are going back and saying like, hey, we can still smell like it smells like battery acid around here all the time. (laughs) And is that uh, bad? Is that bad? And like, you know, I don't I, I have this uh, whole thing where like I can't breathe and I've got this burning in my lungs and in my nose and in my throat and and the, you know what uh, that is? Climate change. Yeah. It's climate change. The New York Times is like, what are these conspiracy theorists on the right talking about? <laughs> Wait a minute. Evil. Like every every single time a company spills Jeez. like six ounces of window cleaning <laughs> fluid on their floor. We get the Aaron Brockovich treatment from the media, except this one time, this yep. one time they're just like, Oh, we, this company. Wow. They're doing a great job. Look at all the testing numbers. These people are lunatics. Where did this come from? It is such a weird thing. I, I, I kind of assigned it I in think my it's head. Public private partnerships. 
Maybe. I, I, yeah, I had to assign it to maybe a defense of the Biden administration and their handling of it, where we're like, oh, well, everyone's complaining about Chernobyl 2.0 because they don't like Biden. They don't like Buttigieg. And in reality, this is nothing. They've tested everything. and Everything's fine. And I think that's what they're trying to push on the people. But the people are living there. They have nostrils. Like, I don't know. <laughs> they also have rashes yeah. that hurt a lot. Right. But you I've know. heard those are safe to scratch, though, now. Oh, so yeah. 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 You can go ahead and scratch <laughs> Good. your, your right. rash. Good. So. Did you see Cincinnati is cutting off the drinking water, drinking water from the Ohio River? Just as a precaution, though. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's don't no be reason that we would think that anything was <laughs> happening there, no. but no big deal. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, the latest. And by the way, we want to hear from you at uh, 727-888-727-BECK. Wait, eight, eight, I give out our phone number so rarely. Um, 888-727-BECK. Today, we're going to take your phone calls. And I'd love to hear from people who are experiencing this firsthand. Did you see the railroad came out and said, uh, yeah, when we asked people to sign that legal waiver, th- that uh, that was a mistake. We, uh, who put that in there? We didn't know that was in there. Does anybody believe that? I no. don't. No. Uh, surprisingly. No. I mean, look, the... the automatic defense of a company right is going to be come and say hey get everyone to sign a waiver you know i mean like that's going to be automatic whether they have real responsibility or not here they obviously do have responsibility as they you know cop to at this point i mean they're they are putting a bunch of money into this and supposedly you know doing these things to repair the damage that they obviously are responsible for here so like I, you could see them coming in there and just kind of default judgment of just like, hey, everyone sign this thing. But like, you can't deny it afterward. So you are, let's say you are the um, uh, one of the governors involved in this and they had to both sign off on setting it on fire. And I've seen some stories now that people are like, they shouldn't have set it on fire. Well, the choice was we can roll the dice and hope that it doesn't explode. And mm-hmm. if it does explode, it could sh- send shrapnel for at least a mile in every direction. Okay. Or a controlled burn. A controlled burn. To me, there would be no... Yeah, me too. I, I would say controlled burn, wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know much about it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but neither yes, do I. Given but those I mean, two options, sure. Yeah. Sounds a lot better. You haven't, you haven't uh, <laughs> tried to control many toxic spills? No, I mean, really? a few. A few, uh, yeah. A few. Yeah, I've uh, done 17. So okay, so you're much I'm more going, experienced. I'm going controlled burn yeah. every time, yeah. now, which I've done in the past. Pete course. Buttigieg, mm-hmm. how many controlled burns has he uh, <laughs> oh, ever seen? When he was mayor <laughs> yeah. in South Bend? When he was mayor of South Bend. He didn't have any controlled burns, but he did put decorative lighting up on the bottom of a bridge. <laughs> it was beautiful. And it, w- it, it was like, very, very decorative. Uh, if you kind of look at the night sky, I remember that. Yeah. Some of the trees, as it was flashing, it kind of looked like a controlled burn, maybe. Mm, right. And by the way, the only reason... If your eyes were blurry. Yeah. And I should point out, the only reason I remember he put up that decorative lighting, obviously, wouldn't be a main topic because it's not really a big um, accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, but mm-hmm. I do remember it because Joe Biden and his campaign pointed out what a joke Buttigieg was <laughs> by pointing out his only accomplishment right. was that he put up decorative lighting under a bridge in South ad. Bend. Yeah. I remember that ad. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, it's strange that he hasn't put any lighting, like, underneath the wreckage. You know right, what I mean? That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. To highlight right. at mm-hmm. night, it would be really cool. I mean, With it's... the rainbow colors in the water, yeah. it would be really <laughs> yeah. pretty. It yeah. would. Do you see J.D. Vance take the stick yeah. and uh, and 
pull it across. Uh, he, yeah. he takes a stick and puts it in a <laughs> creek and pulls across, and it just looks like an oil spill. Everything comes up. And I'm like, J.D., the answer there is uh, don't do that with a stick. <laughs> right. You're fine. That's step one. I mean, you know? all the water, it's all gone down to the bottom of the, don't just drink from the top. What a dummy. Yeah, Man. really. <laughs> really, really I mean, stupid. isn't step one just to go to all the people in this town and just be like, look, we've got rooms for you at Disneyland. We're going there right now. You can just go there. You can just stay there as long as you want. I mean, the mm-hmm. fact that they're telling people to go back to these homes when they're still smelling this stuff, at least get them out of the area mm-hmm. if they for want to go, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I tell you something? We are looking at an American war zone, okay? And, and honestly, how many people are in that town? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. It's very small. It, Look at it. Is it even 5,000? No, I don't even think it's that big, is it? 4,718. That was a pretty good guess. That was an incredible guess. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an expert on East Palestine? 4,000 how many? 4,718. As okay. of 2021, huh. it could be 5,000 exactly be. right he now. He went over. He went over. <laughs> Okay. Oh, are we oh, playing right. the prices yes. right? right. Ah, we can't go over. <laughs> anyway, so the yodeling climber just fell off the. Wouldn't cliff. it be? <laughs> wouldn't it. it be a better use of our money just to buy all of their land, their property, and everything yeah, it else? That'd be a great instead PR of move. sending it over to uh, Ukraine. Yep. Now, the, the, a yes. lot of pe- people may not choose to do that, as, as a lot of right, times this but happens. You but you the offer it, yeah, possibility, right? Offer them the buyer the at option. Least, at least say, hey. The next three months are on us, and we'll figure out the rest yeah. a little bit and later. And that's what a lot of the people want. Yeah. They want, buy my place so I can get out of here. Because they, they've destroyed the town. Yeah. How are you going to sell yeah. this house eventually? You're There's not. no path. You're not. No. What are the hey, Zillow values I've got of these some homes? property backs up to the back <laughs> fence of Three Mile Island. Oh, okay. And that I, would be much better. <laughs> much better. It would. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Let me give you a, uh, a couple of quick facts here that you should know about. There are states currently working on anti-ESG legislation. And these are the states that we are monitoring that are currently working seriously on either anti, uh, on e- anti-ESG legislation, either um, uh, state contracts, state pensions, or fair access. Some of them working on all of them. Fair access is really important to ask to make sure it's in. That gives you the opportunity to not have to wait for your attorney general. You can sue if they are using anything other than a credit score uh, to give you credit or uh, if they're looking at any ESG kind of stuff to give you a score of any kind. Um, Wyoming, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Missouri, Arizona, uh, Minnesota, Mississippi, Virginia, South Carolina, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Pennsylvania, Texas, Idaho, New Hampshire, Florida, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. All of these are the ones that are doing something. So get involved at your state level. Now, fair access This is the legislation that empowers you to actually fight ESG. And what it is, is they have to disclose to you that they are using ESG. So there's no guesswork. Right now, they don't have to disclose that. So you're turned down for a loan. You don't know why. If they're using anything other than your financial records to make a decision, 
you deserve to know that so you can a not use that organization that bank or whatever ever again tell your friends that that's what they do and sue them if you don't have fair access you can't sue them and that is really important so far there are only three states um that are fighting uh, with this, and that is Nebraska, North Dakota, and New Hampshire. They've had their hearings on the fair access bills, two just last week. Uh, Bankers are adamantly opposed to this, and they are very well organized. You need to stand up for fair access. Um, Florida uh, is probably the best. There are other states that are at some point with a fair access bill and you need to get involved tennessee oklahoma south dakota utah iowa arkansas south carolina um, kansas and montana also there is an esg an anti-esg bill in indiana that could use some help it's indiana hb uh, 1008 and it relates to state pension funds not being invested in esg this bill is much more limited in scope compared to the fair access type legislation. This only protects state pension funds, still a step in the right direction. Um, But and it's similar to what uh, they passed in West Virginia, but they're working with the treasurer in Indiana on this bill right now. Uh, It'd be very, very helpful if anybody in Indiana would contact their state legislator and their governor and let them know they want to see Indiana Bill HP 1008 pass. Uh, let me go to Matthew in Tennessee. Hello, Matthew. Welcome. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for taking my call this you bet. morning. You I'm bet. out here driving a big rig, uh, coming in from Atlanta, Georgia, back to Tennessee. And I just want to share what I see out traveling all over the country. I travel everywhere from Miami, Florida, up to Delaware. Uh, every single place I travel in America is running on a short staff. Uh, nobody's working. Yep. I've been driving a big rig for 12 years out here. And before COVID, uh, you'd get the morning rush when people are going to work, people are taking their kids to school and stuff. And then it would be dead in the mornings. And then you get a little bit of rush at lunch. And then the same thing in the evening, ever since COVID, um, the roads are packed all day. I'm in Atlanta. You can be in Atlanta on a Wednesday at, at 9.30 in the morning, and it's rush hour. Nobody's working. Everywhere I go, nobody's working. And the places that I travel, I talk to all these people, and they can't even get applicants. You know, uh, where I work, I haul for my plant, and uh, we can't even get applicants for high-paying jobs. I know. And, you know, where does it go from here? I'm 36, and I've been working since I was 15. I'm a truck driver, and I mow yards. And, uh... You know, I've got a great life, but everywhere I travel, nobody's willing to work. You go out to eat, you short staff, you know, everywhere I travel to. I just got uh, fuel at Pilot. When you go in, there's two people working behind the counter playing on their cell phones, and I need a receipt, and they say, hey, there's a self-checkout open. You know, it's like work ethics went out the window, and nobody's willing to work. Well, I tell you. it go from here by the time I'm my parents' age? Uh, well, it's going to go um, way before way before then. This is the uh, this is what you get when you have big government handouts, but it's more than that. This, again, is something that I talked about 10 years ago. And when I was kind of standing alone saying, I don't agree with universal basic income, but we have to discuss it because that's what's coming. 
because of the tech revolution, more and more people are going to find themselves unemployed. And Yuval Harari, who is a guy who everybody in the elite class just loves, calls them useless people. What are we going to do with all of these useless people? Um, there's a lot of useless people right now. Uh, there's going to be more in the words of the elites. Uh, we, we cannot lose our work ethic. We have to be people uh, that uh, think differently and uh, encourage our kids and everybody else to work. But it's, it's an uphill battle. Because society is not putting any stock into that now. Derek in Colorado, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. How you doing, Glenn? Good. Hey, so I just wanted to uh, go back on your comments you made earlier about Ukraine and how we're giving another half a billion dollars to them. And we as the people that they care about so much mm-hmm. have no right to even, even vote on this. Right. And it's just giving it away, giving it away. And it's like, I guarantee over 80% of Americans would say no. I agree, too. It's not, it's, it is not our fight. Um, and the fact that we're weaponizing them, too. What is that telling Russia? What's it telling about a Chinese a spy balloon flying over all of our states, looking at our military bases, telling, getting intel on what we don't have and what we're getting rid of? The world is preparing for war. The American people are asleep. The world is preparing for war. And it's a war not just with Russia, but it is becoming increasingly a war with China as well. Uh, That's a war no one walks away from unharmed. Uh, That's a war we do not walk away from uh, in any kind of leadership role. And uh, you if you read the papers, this is this is why you, you know, pay for me with your time. we read those papers. We look at the news all around the world and everyone in every uh, continent is preparing for war and we're asleep at the switch. And the reason the reason why, I think, is because the Democrats have changed Congress so much to where there's really no debate. Do you remember the lead up to the war in Iraq, even the Afghanistan war? Every war I've ever seen, you have the debates on the floor and they call each other names and you're not patriotic and you're patriotic and blah, blah, blah. You're a warmonger. All of that used to happen. That's not happening now. You're not going to Congress and talking about all of this stuff. It's just being done by the president and the administration. That's a dictatorship. That's why you must call your congressman and senator and saying, I will not send my family to war. I will not support this. I will not send my children to fight a war with Russia and Ukraine and uh, and China. I won't do it. Not this war. You got to call them and tell them you demand a debate on the floor of the House, at least for no other money spent on this. So that's a good step, because I think a lot of the time we've spent talking about this has been what we shouldn't do. And I, I wonder what we should do. What we should do is pretty complicated, right? It's not easy, I think, unless if you know, especially now, because what, what would you do here? What would I do? You would say, okay, I would push say for a debate. That's a good step. I would say to the Ukraine, congratulations. 
you've got enough money from the United States and enough support, mm-hmm. you are going to have to stand on your own now. You're going to have to do it. You've got to wear the big boy pants. This is not our fight. Mm-hmm. We support you, but this is not our fight. So what does that look like? And I would also say we are not for regime change. We, I mean, if Putin falls, Putin falls, but right. that's not the end game here. Yeah, we can say that. Like, you know, as a, you're a commentator, you say, would I would like Vladimir Putin to not be at the head of, of yes. Russia? Although I will say, I mean, there's a big profile in the New York Times today about some of the people who are pushing him from the hawkish side. And if yeah. one of them get get in control, we might be Worse happy off. with Putin. Yeah. Um, so it's we not know even clear. Him. But like, you know, Putin is Putin. He's not good. We don't like him. Uh, right. That doesn't mean but that we should a, be publicly calling for regime change. And he's an evil we know. Right. He's an and evil there's we value know. to that. Correct. But okay, let, play this out, though. You you say you don't want to give money to Ukraine, weapons to Ukraine anymore, which I can I, I sympathize with significantly here. But okay, let's say we stop doing that. Let's say we ramp it down over the next, I don't know, a couple months, right? Goes away. They've got zero dollars coming in from the United States. Right. Probably a lot of other countries, you know, follow our lead on that, right? So what happens? I mean, that's Ukraine loses, right? Probably Russia takes Ukraine. Probably. Probably, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, mm-hmm. and I don't even mean just the, the Eastern. No, probably regions. goes. Probably in. the whole The United thing. States withdraws. Probably they win Russia. I mean, that's a, it's a big Horrible. thing. Obviously terrible for Ukraine. Horrible. But let's not even think about you, the future of Ukraine for a second here. Think about it from our perspective. So now you have Russia, who I think can uh somewhat somewhat legitimately say they defeated the united states in a war mm-hmm. right well the taliban have said that mm-hmm. so no. we're not breaking new ground here <laughs> no that's true and so they now are pressed up against the borders of nato do we mm-hmm. think that putin just stops there is that our hope they just stop there? that would be our hope um but he hasn't acted against a nation of nato right now, if he goes after NATO, then we have treaties. But I would like to open up NATO as well. I mean, we've provided a lot of defense for Europe, and it has been very important to do so. And I'm not for, you know, getting rid of NATO, mm-hmm. you know, just wholesale. However, uh, the world is changing and the United States is changing. And Joe Biden is acting like it's 1944. And in his mind, it might be 1944. He is acting like we have all of the power, all of the clout, and all of the money. Could, we don't. Couldn't you describe what you're you're talking about here is just retreat? I mean, we're 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 letting them have Ukraine with no fight pushback. Again, I'm I'm pushing back on you here for to to explore these boundaries because they're difficult to to define. But like, if you, your your answer here is is they can have Ukraine and. Maybe we shouldn't really have NATO or maybe we should reconsider where NATO is and those lines are and how much we should be defending these countries. Where does where do, where does Putin stop if this is our defense? Nowhere. Well, I wouldn't say that we were rethinking about NATO as we were doing this. You wouldn't publicly announce no. it, but you'd say that you're saying that that's something that should be considered. Yeah, I wouldn't have publicly announced any of this. No, crap. I'm with you on that. I mean, none of this <laughs> should have been publicly announced. It should and be like, our hey, president is that an American is- tank. You know, that, that's about how it should have been confusing to the enemy right. if they saw one. Our president can't be can't be seen in uh, Ohio to help people that are victims, yep. but he'll go over and pledge that we're going to pay for all of their social programs over in Ukraine. He's there today 
in Ukraine, in Kiev. What the, what the hell is that? I, I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't care about our good name in the world anymore because we don't have a good name. We don't yeah. have a good name anymore. So people don't trust us. We have got to pull back and protect our country and our rights or we are just going to just deflate everything. We're, we're just bleeding out all over the table. Should some of our approach here be yeah. related to trying to force Ukrainian and Russian hands into some sort of yes. peaceful solution? Yes, it should be. We, we don't because yes, Ukraine says we're not going to negotiate at all, even about yeah. Crimea. Well, then, and like I understand and, that and from their perspective, but if they want our money, they may need to do those things. That's probably the way I would uh, I would end it. Look, you guys get together and you work this out. Otherwise, I'm pulling I'm pulling the money and Russia. We're still going to blockade you, but you you guys have to work this out. Putin would be incentivized if the United States were bluffing. Uh, or, 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 um, uh, and saying we are going to stay there, we're going to do it, but we're going to give this a chance to work out, and we'll honestly broker a deal that's going to be good-ish for both sides. That's the only way to get out of it at this point. Na, na, na.